Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So it's Blahi and Deberga. Deberga. Oh, that's, that's a great name. Thank you. <laughs> my parents gave it to me for my birthday. So. Um. <laughs> and so Serena, who's been on the podcast before, suggested that you do the podcast. And she said that you have a show or something involved in kink. Now, I've been so busy this week uh, that I haven't even been able to really like check anything. So which is good, though, because so if you can explain it to me, everything you do, and that'll be great for the listeners as well, because yeah. I'm sure most of them don't know either. Yeah, that's fine. I mean. That's exactly what I want. Do you want me to explain it now or do you want me to wait yeah, until... Yeah, tell me everything. Oh, okay, super duper. Oh my God. Okay, great. Um, So basically I have a show. It's called Blah, Blah, Blah with special guests. It's a live monthly comedy panel show about intersectional feminism. So we have a different topic every month and we're going to... Like it's kind of... that Intersectional feminism is kind of like the glue that holds it all together. So it's a different topic. And then we cover it from an intersectional feminist lens. I suppose, but the uh, yes, the coming one on the coming one, <laughs> double on, uh, the uh, the one on Sunday the thirty first of July is going to be yes, the theme, the topic is going to be kink or getting kinky is what we've called it, um, and so we'll be getting in like kink performers and so on. We get a different panel of three guests every month, and so we just chat about things with them. So the objective is is that like I'm kind of there to even if it's a really heavy topic this one's going to be a little bit lighter but even if it's a really heavy topic that it's to kind of make intersectional feminism kind of accessible for everybody it's like someone that might be thinking about getting involved or more active or or even like finding out more about the topic of whatever night that they'd come along and you know not know where to start and that by the end of it they'd know all the terminology and stuff like that I'm the class clown to in order to bring everything together basically yeah so and I will ask you about especially about the show involving kink but firstly Mm. what is intersectional feminism and did I say that correctly yes yeah so uh so feminism obviously we all know uh, well I I assume that we all know maybe I shouldn't assume so obviously feminism is the um the pursuit of equality between the sexes quote-unquote sexes quote-unquote genders um uh with a focus on women on platforming women in order to get to that equality because that's not where it is at the moment and then intersectional feminism is that but with an extra kind of layer of recognition that there are some women or some people even um because you know it's not just men and women out there there's like non-binary people there's trans people and so on uh gender is a construct sent tweet so because of that there's an extra layer of recognition that some people need feminism to focus on them more at different times depending on the on the on the issue so you know it could be like I said it could be about uh recognizing that you know LGBTQ people need kind of more protection trans people need more protection or it could be about people of color women of color especially it could be you know the disabled like people with disabilities it's very much a it's a recognition that you know the way Ireland has that uh, lovely, beautiful phrase, uh, Ni Sir Sugar Sir Shanaman, 
which means that freedom won't be reached until the freedom of women has been reached. And so it's kind of that, but it's like more like an all kind of thing. You know, it's that the enemy is the patriarchy, the white, uh, the white supremacy, uh, straight kind of like straight kind of like capitalistic corporate kind of uh, model that has been oppressing everybody else. So that's intersectionality recognizes that and then kind of focuses where the focus is due. Yeah. So I guess what I'm taking from it, the main, so firstly that you'll have like different focuses, but also you just want to make sure that you're including people who identify as women or maybe who identify as feminists, but wouldn't say that they're a woman either maybe is that kind of what you're saying well, I mean yeah but the you see, the thing is is that like of course there are let's say like there are cis het men that definitely as in cisgendered heterosexual men that definitely identify as feminism or as feminists and so intersectional intersectionality isn't in order to include them they were already included yeah, yeah. you know um and and so was I mean like I love it it's it's not as if uh, you know it's not as if black women weren't included in the feminist movement in the first place they largely created it they largely started it and then obviously everything has been attributed to white women thereafter so it's kind of getting back to those roots and recognizing that i mean there's like white feminism can be extremely toxic extremely harmful in ways much more harmful than than uh men that won't call themselves mm-hmm. feminists you know and so it's kind of it's basically it's if you want to really really simplify it it's just aiming the telescope at the right person at the right time to solve that problem, the problem that's going on. So sometimes mm. you're going to have to focus more on people with disabilities, whether it doesn't matter really about their gender, it takes into account that everybody isn't free until everybody is free, you know? So you can't say that like we have rights for women or equality for women if we don't have equality for all women. And so that includes everybody, everybody, everyone on earth, you know? So yeah. The oppressed minority groups. <laughs> yeah, and we saw that here. Um, let's say when BLM was happening, there was a few things where there was like gatherings where white women who are also would maybe like consider themselves feminists and all this stuff, but were speaking. And it's like, no, it's not your turn to speak. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Get get back and listen. So that kind of caused a little controversy, but that's where, yeah. So I think that sounds really amazing to be able to be like, okay, here's you talk now and and especially the things where like I never even thought about it but you know you hear about like let's say when it comes to um you know hospitals and stuff like this like how a lot of the a lot of the things they test they tested on men and so mm. then like with women it's not so I I never even thought about women who are maybe like disabled and maybe a lot of those things are already tested on men so then they have an extra struggle like that's not being so yeah I think that sounds great that you're able to amplify different voices in yeah the, in the movement. I do recognize as well like it's very it's I mean it's a double-edged sword because obviously like the name blah 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 with special guests that based on my name as in blah Hindeberga, blah 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 <laughs> women be talking you know but like the 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 like it's it is an ironic thing that it ended up with my name being the focus of something where I'm like it's about it's not really about me it's about passing the mic you know but but first of all the name was not my idea um <laughs> first of all and second of all um it was actually Sahar's idea do you know you know Sahar don't you Sahar yes. yeah yes. just just via Instagram but she uh we would have linked up because of Serena yeah, she's a really good friend of mine. She's a really good friend of mine. And it was like, a lot of this was her idea. I really do have to give credit where credit's due. And I remember when she said, when she had this idea for the show, I was like, why should I, a white woman, be leading this show? 
and she was like look we'll get to that later it's not really about it's not about that either you know like the show needs to be done and you are me or you're you are like you are a good person to to do this kind of stuff you're great at doing it anyway and basically like the whole model of it is it's based around like a party in my house because you know the way you know the way I know that you I from listening to your podcast I think that you you don't drink anymore right oh barely just a little bit yeah yeah so because like I am a big drinker a big partier okay and so it's kind of like that the model that we use for the show and how it looks even like the vibe of the show is that you know those you know those conversations at like 7 a.m when you're like everybody nobody has left everybody's still up or well a few like most people have left actually and then there are a few little stragglers left over and you're having these massive conversations with the jaw swinging off you with and you're running out of cigarettes and you're having these huge conversations about like really 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 important things and it's not as if like what you have to say isn't relevant what I have to say about like feminism and so on isn't relevant or isn't more or less relevant based on how drunk I am I mean except for the if I'm talking shite but you know it's about taking those conversations and then maybe having them with people that can actually instill change or actually know what they're talking about um and also hold them in a room where the audience doesn't get drunk until later on and so they maybe retain some of the information that they've learned so it's very much that vibe it's an accessible kind of like it doesn't need to be it is a comedy show as well as as being a chat show. It doesn't need to be this big, scary thing. We can all kind of work together, have chats and kind of like have that good community vibe, you know. But I do kind of resent that my name is the main focus of it. But, you know, whatever. It works. It, it's fine. And, you know, and not, it's not always going to be like every single. I mean, this one the, at the end of the month, uh, 31st of July, the next one that we're having, the topic is going to be kink. So it's not as if it's like, it's not as if when we're looking at intersectional feminism that we're going, people like people that are kinky should have rights too. I mean, they should, but it's not as if like, that's one of the minority groups that we talk about. But what we will be looking at is kink as a fun, cool thing to do with like sex and consent and everything like that. And then within that, you know, platforming, let's say like people of color or fat people or or people with disabilities, how they engage, how it's not laid out for them, etc. You know, so um, it's kind of taking it as an umbrella and like looking at everything on, underneath the intersectional umbrella, but not necessarily always about like um, being a big scary thing, you know? Yeah, well, I get it. So like Firstly, obviously, it's great to talk about kink and destigmatize it for anybody who is um, interested and or is turned on by that or wants to do that or perform that. But I think it is you automatically think of kink and sometimes it can be like in a man's mm-hmm. view. And so people who are scared of that are already just thinking about it that way or sometimes will perform it for like how the man wants it. So I think it's great to have those conversations where it's like, well, here's other ways or also if you have a disability or also if you're coming at it with this like different perspective like all the different like I I know I would have thought kink as like this scary dominatrix thing not even with women like I didn't I knew nothing about it until I moved here and then I was like oh oh it's like so many layers to it and so many um so I think and I think when people just like openly talk about that stuff then it's like already destigmatized because you're like all right like I mean I mean me and Leland do kinky stuff I would say it's not like wild but I like being tied up because I'm by him not by like 
yeah like because I feel safe and we've talked about it and all that exactly stuff. well that's the thing is that kink is all about consent you know I'm not um I'm not hugely in the world I'm not as in the kink world as I would like to be the, the thing is that the scene in Ireland is quite small I've been told that it's growing which is great um but even within that I mean Ireland hasn't fully come away from all of the shame of the past and everything like that it's still quite repressed in many ways and hopefully you know a show like this will help people to to kind of get a little bit more open about it or to feel a little bit better about it but um I'm it's not as if I'm like majorly like this big deal in the kink scene you know um and that's why that's why I'm having a little tiny party of my uh, at my house, as in Shine on the Keys of Dublin, <laughs> um, in order to invite the people that are big on the kink scene that people should hear from to talk about it. But like, it's not. Um, it's it is really no. It, I think that it's kind of having a little bit of moment kink at the moment. You know, it's it's kind of a there's a little bit more, especially around OnlyFans and especially around, you know, with uh, like after the pandemic, people are a bit more loose with admitting that they have not necessarily only vanilla sex you know but um but yeah I I and I'm and that I'm hoping to kind of draw those conversations out of people one of the people that we do have confirmed I won't give too much away yet because we haven't announced guests yet that said we'll announce guests like tomorrow or the next day um so I can say about this one um her name is Domina Clarity she's actually American and she was a uh, she was a comedian for a good while. The Americans are always teaching us when it yes. comes to sex. Absolutely, <laughs> like sex shoppa in Ireland. Yes, totally, exactly. I'm good friends with Shauna as well, Shauna Scott of Sex Shoppa, and um, and yeah, Domina Clarity is also living here in Dublin. So it's um, it's very, it's yeah, it's it's weird that the Americans come to Ireland and have to <laughs> teach us about sex. It's like they're St. Patrick or something. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Bringing the snake snakes back instead of scaring exactly, them away. Yeah, Bring, bringing all the rabbits into Ireland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So she's gonna be on, and she's she's she seems so cool. I can't wait to talk to her. But she's been involved in comedy, which means she's a performer. She's been a dominatrix. I believe she's still a dominatrix, and I can't wait to kind of talk about that element of things. She's also in the scene. Um, so we're going to have people that are actually in the scene and know what they're talking about as well as like either working or maybe like a- academics or educators kind of thing. Um, I like to get a good mix. I try to make it diverse as well. Um, the only real, I, like I don't really have a rule. Um, I did break one of the only rules that I had before, which was that um, I wouldn't have a cis man on the panel. It's just like if it's a show about intersectional feminism, we don't need a man on the panel. Like, they get enough places to talk. But last month we had, uh, it was, we, we called it Pride is Dead, question mark. Um, and so I let, I, I let a gay man on the panel, okay? Mea culpa. <laughs> but it went really well. Uh, it went really well. It was great to have that other, that, that perspective that we don't usually have. But the, the, yeah, the thing is that I always wanted to just be like good people to talk on the topic, you know, and that ends up being women or trans people or non-binary people. Um, so if there was ever a man that was like, correct for the the subject but I don't see where where that would happen except for pride um (laughs) and I think too I think like especially with the topic of kink if Ireland gets to a point where people are comfortable talking about kink where it's not like uh yuck and your yum I can't think of a better phrase than that um then they can talk about the other stuff because right now we're like and I think especially for women in Ireland it is a misogynistic country we've gotten so much better it still is there's a lot of layers you know you talk to anybody I've talked to friends who 
who until they worked here were like, oh my God, like the stories they would have from their workforce back home. And it's like, you don't even realize it because you're immersed in it. And, you know, like, and I've worked in places where men would have like groped me and it's all like, ha ha ha. Like you had to just laugh it off. And that's only, you know, that's less than 10 years ago. And then you come over here and like, people are like, no, that's like a bad, that's not, that's not okay. And you're like, oh, oh." or even how we, you know, the, the, how we kind of like, see sex is that we should be like coy and playful so the whole thing of consent so we're we're not even able to talk about what we like in the bedroom so we got to the point where we were able to talk about kink that'll just funnel down where we'll be able to be like okay well no I'm not into kink but I would like if you licked my balls (laughs) Or, or I would like um if you did this when you're going down on me you know like if if we get to that point we'll be way more comfortable talking about the other stuff as well Certainly. And I think I've had like probably maybe when it comes to sex, like, you know, the thing is sex and kink are not the same thing. They're not this, they're not synonymous, but of course they are linked and they are related. Um, Kink isn't always necessarily sex, you know, but that's, that's a whole different thing. But when it comes- So wait, let me pause you there. So if kink isn't always related to sexual activities, what else is it related to? No, well, it might be. This is me being an idiot, but in my head, it's like usually like in terms of sexy stuff. Oh, and totally. And by the way, like this is these are questions that I will be asking at the show itself. So I'm only talking from my understanding. If anybody has a correction and they want to send it to me, do that. Be nice about it, please. Um, <laughs> but like I'm just the host. I'm the host of the show. I get the experts in to talk about it. But as in my understanding, like um, and also in my engagement in the kink world, which has been I've dabbled a little bit. Um, it, it's that like what I mean is that you might always be getting some kind of sexual gratification out of it, but it's not necessarily always a sexual thing that you're doing right so it could be like there are so many different kinds of kinks and then you get into fetishes as well and fetishes are apparently different to kink apparently fetish is something if you have a if you have a foot fetish it means that a foot has to be present for you to get off whereas if you have like if you know you're just into feet and you're just kinky about it then you know you'll like it if a foot's there but if it's not there it's happening anyway that's fine too you know so there's all these different kind of ways to get um to get talking about it but I I do genuinely think that I've been quite privileged when it comes to um both sex and like talking about sex and kind of kink and stuff maybe I don't know maybe it's because my parents but they were always like really really open it was very much a household in which we could always talk about sex if we wanted to like I had a conversation with my dad at 15 about blowjobs now when I say that what I mean is at 15 I was saying to my dad I just don't understand why any woman would want to put a penis in their mouth. And my dad, my dad, bless him, was like, and I'm so glad that you feel that way. And long may it last. But, but be that as it may, there, there will come a day that you do want to do it or that you might want to do it. And that's okay. You know, that's like, what he said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. Always a very, very open, like open kind of space. And like, I mean, even my first pregnancy scare, I went straight to my mother. She's a legend as well. Don't get me wrong. It's not as if like it would have come with so many complications if I had been pregnant. But what I mean is I was never scared to kind of like admit that I'm a oh, ooh, computer. Sorry. Um, what I mean is, email and you've been like, shush. Yeah. Imagine Jesus. I don't even know what that was. Um, I turn my email notifications off. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I have ADHD I digress um so but what I mean is I think that because of that then it led like I it was always just very it was very open space I was never kind of scared to admit that I am a sexual being you know because amazing and I don't think that's that's, like I think that's yeah 
I I think so too and I didn't realize that until kind of recently enough I would say like all my conversations then I mean from the age of like I've been like I've definitely had a dirty mind since I was like second eight um (laughs) you know what I mean so I've I've always kind of like been a very um it, it feels weird like saying at eight that it was sexually motivated but what I mean is like I've been very it, like there's there's always been that kind of um like unashamed unabashed pursuit of like openness and understanding of my body and so on in me and so then like obviously once that once we all once I was a teenager like all the conversations with my friends were always about sex I've been talking about sex for my whole life like since I could remember talking <laughs> so so that's great but I do think that maybe I'm a little bit privileged in that regard because I do like now that I listen to your podcast and stuff and it's like oh not everybody has been like that I see because like I've got friends that they hear that not only like would I give out to a man for not only would I not only would I tell a man what, what I want from him in bed but I would give out to him for, for to a man for not even trying to make me go like I've thrown men out of my house for not even giving it a go like yeah and that's great and that's um again definitely rare because I think a lot of Irish women see and, and I do feel a bit guilty as well saying anything because I have been out I haven't lived in Ireland for seven and a half years so I hope things change as well but you hear the stories so it's like and, and I know Ireland's trying to be better as well so I do want to give it that sort of yeah. a you know but I a lot of Irish women my age anyway were always told to be like amenable uh polite and mm-hmm. like you know we're like people pleasers so like it never would have occurred to a lot of us until like listening to podcasts or, or or seeing comedians or like seeing women like yourself that you're like oh you'd always think it's your issue like oh no it's fine it'll be grand like go finish myself off in the bathroom type of thing like you never realize uh, that no, you can communicate um yeah, ever no I, I ever since I've been having sex it's been about in fact I'll admit it I'm more about my pleasure than than anyway than male pleasure either like anyway I'm you know I'm bisexual so I do have sex with uh women and and non-binary people and so on um as well but like the main focus of of my date my adult dating life has been men um unfortunately um the devil's dick has a way of getting inside you so uh this is it's that's just unfortunately it's been but the thing is as well I because I do I hear stories about men like when I'm when I'm having sex with a man I expect for him to go down on me um like and I would find it weird and now I think and I think you were talking about this on the pod recently you were like it's not that or maybe you weren't maybe it was somebody else hmm I don't know but basically whoever it was was saying that like it's not that you know that you'll be angry if it doesn't happen but you'll go like what was that all about like why didn't you why didn't you go down on me um and I, I know men that are like, I've said, I've said to men afterwards, like, oh, you're very good at that. You know, like, you know, they'll be like, oh yeah, I love going down on a woman. And uh, I've had men be like, most women won't let me go down on them. And I'm like, that is so sad because like, obviously that comes from a misogyny and beauty standards and like an embarrassment of shame around like their genitalia, their body um even the, the the pursuit of pleasure like even the fact yeah. that and there'd be any focus on them and don't get me wrong I mean I've still got people pleaser tendencies and they but they're definitely definitely separate from sex like well I have two, two things to say about that first thing with me I've definitely since I've been in America and like the podcast and everything I did because a guy one time messaged me saying that I was great at giving a blowjob 
not humble brag here but like I don't I'm know not, I've I've never I've never given a blowjob without being told that I'm great at it so. yeah they just fucking say that anyway because <laughs> they wanted it again oh. Oh, sorry. I was saying about myself. You see, there I go, putting myself down again. Typical Irish woman. I'm like, no, you, this old mouse, this old mouse I got in pennies years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's just like, a, myth that you're, a myth that you're great at going down. Man. Like, yeah, okay, you you're doing? right. Yeah. And the Americans be like, I got that look, look. I had to Google what look, look. I, was yes. I Googled as well, like different yeah. techniques and stuff like. But so... Um, he said that and I said like I can't uh, I can't say the same to you because you didn't even bother and then he was like well I'm I'm great at that I'm great at that and like the next time then he just did it for like a second and I was like nah fuck this guy but it was you it was you talking on the podcast yeah 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 yeah. it's a British guy as well Uh, sorry Um, you should be eating me out even more right okay you owe me (laughs) yeah you owe me some potatoes there pal (laughs) 800 years of oppression and now this and now you don't even eat me out properly what's this you should be colonizing this vagina okay maybe he's not hungry after you know the famine uh taking away all our potatoes yeah yeah he's full wait so what was the other thing i had to say about you were saying so then oh right so i had someone email in a long time ago and i can't remember and they're a young person and so they said that so because I had said I wasn't really sure like what it's like in Ireland now and now this young person is not from the city um and they specified that they're not from like Dublin or or city place Mm. but that they would never let men go down on them because they were so nervous about their own vagina because of what the girls were saying to them so the she said they're like because I followed up and like and know she obviously wants to be anonymous but I followed up and being and I was kind of like and did the guys try and she was like oh yeah like she's like there's a lot of pressure for us to go down on them so like yeah. this is a young girl um but in fairness to the guy he had he had tried uh but I didn't want because I was so afraid from all the girls saying like well uh you know you, you better make sure you're fully shaved and you might taste gross and don't like and like you know there was all this like horrible vagina talk and I can't remember the the exact extent of the email but I was like oh that's really eye-opening because but for me there was always a lot of pressure to like give them hand jobs but not wank them but there wasn't like I don't I don't I I was nervous about like I'm trying to think like it's it's just hard to hear that this girl feels like okay I have to blow these guys but also I don't want them to do anything back because of like the it's also it's like it seems to be like women spreading this as well which yeah, is exactly it's like it's women like you're you're ruining the feminism for everybody <laughs> um and they're like, just young girls so where are they getting it from I don't know but it just shows that there's still that shame around vaginas in so, Ireland and, and, and to be honest they're probably getting it from either like porn or a boy that they have had sex with or whatever. Oh, like at the end of the day, it probably does still come from a misogynistic place. But when it's the girls then spreading it, which just that just happens so often. I'm sure you remember from when you were in school. Like, I mean, it's not as if I like I'm saying like, oh, yeah, no, the girls in school were really nice to me. And they always said that everything was easy and perfect. It definitely wasn't that, you know, um, it's it is. It's a horrible thing. And like we can only come away from that by educating and by being open, by having open conversations. But it's and it's and, you know, it's how fantastic that she chose to get in touch with you. She obviously heard your podcast and was thanking you. And that's yeah. so great, you know. And so I guess that's what we need. I mean, am I saying that I'm a hero for having this show? Yeah. Yes, Hero. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, would I, what would I call myself? Call myself some kind of sex angel? Sure. Um, 
uh i'm trying to figure out how to mix hero and whore and it's just not working horror oh. <laughs> but like that, that's the thing too it's I, I even feel as like i'm so happy i'm in a long-term relationship and i thought about this yesterday because casey james Palango, i have to shout him out for this because he has an amazing new bit so everybody okay. go check him out on instagram he's such a okay. sweetheart but he had a bit about his wife shaving her vagina and she was like, oh. I'm so sorry to correct you, Katie, on, on your oh, vulva. Yes. Vulva, for sorry. God's sake. Please, ladies, do not shave the inner wall. Oh, forget that's the inner. <laughs> and that's why we're so confused. Because one time, so it was like, you're not meant to wash your vagina. And I thought vagina was vulva. So I was like, I'm not. And then I got so confused. <laughs> Then I learned all the terminology, so it was fine. But yeah, like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad for correcting you, but I'm just no, like, no, not at all. You're dead I'm right. Like, this is meant to be partially <laughs> educational. I say partially because I don't know what I'm fuck I'm talking about half the time. So he has this bit of his wife shaving her, her vulva, yeah, her her vagina lips, her flaps, her labia, her flaps, uh, her, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, her hair. <laughs> yeah and she kind of came out like duh but he was like in his bit and it's so funny he's like how am I meant to respond to that because if I'm like woohoo the bush is gone <laughs> it's like I look like a bad gut like I'm like now it looks like I haven't liked it the whole time I'm putting pressure yeah. on and shave and then he was like and the other if the other response is where I'm like no you put that back on I want a woman <laughs> not a girl and he's like so I just was like cool I mean and then his joke is like that wasn't the right answer to but that is a good point to make because it's like um I when 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 he was saying it I was like thank god I'm in a long-term relationship because that me as a nearly 32 year old woman still would find stressful having sex with guys and uh, like I would get it still get in my I want to say that I wouldn't but if I'm honest I'd still be kind of like well is this shaved enough but is it because no. I don't like having it all shaved, but I would be in my head being like, is they, are they going to be okay with that? Or is that why he didn't go down? Or, no. or is it like too, stu- is it too shaved? Is it a little too, sp- I mean, that's the shit that would go in my head as a oh, pretty secure 31 year old woman. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I'm 31 to 31 club. Yay. Um, uh, are you a Libra as well? Are we the same person? I'm a Libra. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Balanced. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I, and as well, and as well as that, because of that balance, constantly overthinking. Everything. <laughs> overthink everything. It's so fine. But that's so interesting as well, because coming at it from not only as another, uh, like confident, but still insecure, um, you know, still a human in the world, 31 year old woman that like feminism is like a huge driver behind me, but still sometimes I do of course go like, oh, if I have a date, then I should shave my legs. I find myself like having to remind myself daily or or at least like weekly that I'm deliberately not doing things that I don't want to do if it's for somebody else. And so I, I sometimes will, if I like, let's say I have a date coming up and I'm like, oh shit, I need to shave. And then I'll, so I'll stop myself and I'll be like, I don't need to shave, and but do I want to? And then I will if I want to and I won't if I won't, but like, you know, it's not. And there's some days that I want to and some days that I, that I don't. When it comes to a bush, it's a weird one as well, the whole fully shaved thing, because I have very, I'm, I've got red hair on my head and it's um, strawberry blonde everywhere else. And the, that's the thing is if I shave in order to leave, you know, the way people like to leave a little landing strip, if I leave a landing strip, it just because it's so thin and so light, just looks like I missed a spot. So I end up kind of like feeling weird and taking it away anyway. And then I end up fully shaved. And I I don't really 
have a preference but I certainly am the kind of person that if a man expressed a preference I'd be like <laughs> okay I will just pick up this globe and I'll spin it and you can show me where in the world that I asked like where did yeah. I ask your opinion on my genitals um I, I you know I, I wouldn't feel it appropriate for a man to express an opinion about it unless the conversation was about that and very openly so and very happily so yeah unless you were like oh I don't really mind what I do what do you prefer yeah, yeah Leland's, he's like I don't give a fuck whatever oh you know what though he did recently oh my god <laughs> he's cancelled <laughs> no no and I mean this is totally fine like year and we're together I think a year and four months yeah. maybe and he's never said anything but he said recently that when he because he I like when I'm being eaten out for them to be like well you know yeah, <laughs> you know that sometimes but he had just shaved his beard. So oh. mine was just like a little bit too long that it was like ripping at his face. So mm-hmm. that's totally fine. I'm like, yeah, I can trim it up a little bit. Like, so that's you can have those when you're in a lot where you're secure and he's yeah. like, oh, if that would be okay, because we're like on holidays and gonna like be doing a lot of sex stuff, obviously. So it's yeah, like, totally. yeah, like, I mean, once it's not said in a way that's degrading or make you feel bad or whatever, and it's not like he's saying like, take it all off. He's just yeah. like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like if you if you want me to, do this style this is like rubbing against my face because he shaved his beard he has a beard it's fine it's just yeah having the crack I love it as well I love it like when later on they're like I can smell you in my beard I'm like oh I love it I love it um but but uh but I digress interestingly enough with those kind of things is that these when it comes to kink right that is a conversation that is like that is more likely to happen in kink because you're already talking about like what are you into what are you not into you know Um, And I still, in in a kink thing, I wouldn't, I still, like, if it's a kink engage, I don't know, let's say we're, let's say I'm on a kink site, I'm not on on any at the moment, but, like, I have tried out fet lights and stuff like that, Um, and so in those realms, it's kind of much more, well, actually, I'm on Fields, which is, like, a kink app, I believe that that's made it to the States, or maybe it came from the States to here. It's definitely here, I only know because a friend who was, like, just kept dating girls who wanted relationships so he yeah. went on to that because I don't it's oh it's, I hate that <laughs> that so much you can't monopolize all the apps they can't always just be for hookups like it's so yeah. I it's guess so I guess he was told to go on to it because the people there are more okay with vocalizing and being yes. like legit so I think his experience was he kept saying I'm not ready for a relationship I just want casual and then the problem is sometimes people pretend that's okay and then it's not okay and then a month later you're in the fucking doghouse so someone suggested that because it's like more open and more Mm -hmm. kink friendly and like some threesomes and stuff like that so he uh, but I I don't even know if he ever met anyone off it but he said that the conversations were very quickly like what are you looking for what do you want so he said that that was great that element of it yeah it is yeah it's fantastic and so yeah in those kind of spaces if you're having those conversations but it's still on field if someone started a conversation with like it's still got it's it has got some of the it's almost as if the straight white men are bad but like you know it's you do have them you do have them kind of like emigrating over from like tinder being like i'm actually here for something casual that's why i'm on the sex app it's like that's not what it is it is a kink friendly open app um and so yes absolutely if that's what you're here for that's fine it's not a problem that you're here for something casual but you can't project it onto everybody else like 
the reason everybody else must be here is because they're a fuck boy also no yeah. you can't have them all you cannot have them all but um that's, i sorry. also think that I'm men <laughs> men will say like my guy friends will say oh no i did tell these women and stuff like that but what they think is telling isn't really telling so mm-hmm. do you know yeah like i mean they're not they're like oh yeah i say like i'm not looking for a relationship right now and stuff like that but it's like yeah but then if it's a few months and you've been seeing each other all the time and you're hanging out I'm like actions for women are larger than words you need like and I think that's the big thing they need to pull back on some of their actions and be more legit with their words like like if you say I'm not going to be ready for a relationship for years I'd be like yeah see you later grand but that's the thing they kind of don't want you to say see you later either I know I I do find though you see like people tend to say that the reason that men are more able to do that or more want to do that as in they're more like capable of dating someone for ages and having the situationship kind of scenario is because women are more emotional than men and men just are like are less emotional they don't care as much I genuinely think it's because they kind of like it's a, it's like a transference thing it's a it's a nurturing thing that they need they need a mammy, but they don't want to have only one mammy and they don't want to have only one option. So it's a combination, I think, of like fuckboy tendencies, misogyny, lack of respect for women or lack of respect even sometimes for themselves. But also that they that like to them, it's no it's not as important to, to them. to have, you, you, you often find it with like men who are widowed. Uh, like they'll straight they'll get a new relationship or a new wife within a year or whatever it's this big thing that happens and it's very much because like men are used to being constantly like coddled for a lot you know all the time no matter how how little they give back you know so they so to them it's not a big deal that they're coddling you they will yeah they will text you every night and say good night and still be like we're actually just casual you know whereas to us it's kind of like well I'm not going to be like, I don't have the time. I do not have the time to be like, spent, you know, like texting you constantly. If you're not, if it's not going to, I don't necessarily need a relationship or anything. I, but I was, I'm, I'm past the stage where I want to just be dating and fucking just for no reason. I'd like to know that it could go somewhere, you know? So I don't need it to definitely be going somewhere, but like, I want to know that it could go somewhere. Um, and I just, I don't have the time to be like, just like, basically in a relationship with someone that's then at the end of the day like no thank you like why yeah and I think a lot of those fuckboy guys let's say if they are like invest their money and they're like upset when it's a bad return it's like why can't you understand that a woman will be upset that she's invested this time and effort and it just turned out yeah it was always going to be a bad return like you should tell me I was investing in failing stocks here I know they also they also don't understand why we wouldn't want to meet up straight away like from an app like they're like oh do you want to come around to mine it's like uh sorry no like <laughs> I live in a uh, gestures vaguely at the world uh you're, you're like what no look at all the things going around caused but mainly by you and your people sir you know it's mm-hmm. like I I get very kind of pissed off about that as well is that like, even if they understand, like if they're straight away, if they're like, oh yeah, no, actually, sorry, fair enough. Of course, I'll chat to you a little bit more. I'll kind of give them that chance. But it, it shows me if you're asking to meet up too early before we started talking, or if you feel like, I mean, a lot of them feel entitled to it where they're mm-hmm. like, I'm actually better in person. It's like, no, duh. Like everybody is better in person. You know, that's not novel. You're not special. Everyone's better in person. I just literally don't have the time to be murdered or bored. 
I don't have the time. That's what I put. That's I'll never what I get my shopping list done if I'm dead. <laughs> I know. Like, true. No, but truly, I, because, and th- that is what I tell men. I'm like, look, you, it, if you're not thinking about this, then that means you, we probably won't get along because those kind of guys that are like, oh, I'm not a murderer, by the way. <laughs> wink, wink. That's not funny. <laughs> it's yeah. also exactly what a murderer would say. And, and like, statistically, you are my biggest predator right now. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, if, you are making jokes about it or if you're trying to put if you're trying to if you're getting if you're getting your knickers in a twist because I don't want to come meet you after two days and you're like oh well I don't want a pen pal it's like okay well then like leave but I I it shows that you're we're not going to get along anyway because you're not really concerned with um like putting yourself in my shoes it's not like I need a man to be my protector or anything but if I'm walking down the street with a man and something happens I don't want him to be like whose side do I take (laughs) you know I want it to be like the man recognizes what misogyny is you know what I mean that's a great point to make and I think too you you saying like I want to talk for a little while before we meet up and if that's like texting voice messages phone call and that person isn't respecting that first initial boundary they're not going to respect any of your other boundaries totally totally I mean consent is key and they Oh, look, this is just like turned from a sex podcast into a blind work of bitching about men podcast, which I don't want to, I don't want to do. I love men. Um, I love men that are not, you know, rapists, serial killers, etc. Um, They really do let a lot of them give them a bad rap. Um, and <laughs> so that, that sucks. Um, but to get back to like, I mean, in terms of the, the if we're talking about like the shape flaps versus etc. That does, that is, I think. Again, it's, it's, it is similar. It's like um, this entitledness of like, you should do things for, you should put yourself in danger for me. You should change your body for me. It's like, as soon as I spy even a moment of that, I'm like, I'm pissed off. Oftentimes it's too late and I'm pissed off that I've even let them into my apartment. But, uh, <laughs> no, I know. but at that yeah. stage, at that stage, you know, I, I want to ride. So. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I think it's like hired, like, so like all the men listening obviously you guys listen to this podcast we're more than likely not talking about you yeah yeah, and and when you say all men and they're like oh well you wouldn't say that about all whatever other and it's like yeah but you're not a minority it's not like we're living on an island and it's 70 women versus one man you know so it's like and and there does need to be a lot of change in and there and I mean I'm sorry I'm a comedian in the comedy world and there's so many allegations of assault there's so many so many levels to it there's so many like uh taking off condoms without permission which was what was done to me you know and then there's other girls that I know that were like uh you know at a comedy party and assaulted while drunk and yeah. then these guys are all like oh my god they're making and in, and in, and they, they they perpetuate this fear to talk out about it because especially for and I'm sure it's the same for any job but if you're a young woman in a new job it's hard to speak out about that and you turn and blame yourself you say I was drunk or I was yeah. I uh, didn't say no quick enough or whatever or like you get let yourself get taken advantage of so it's like anyway we know all about that and there's all of these levels what was my point it's so well I guess I think your point is that it's like just insidious and it goes from that level of me thinking like me a man thinking that it's okay to be like oh I'm not going down on a woman unless she's fully shaved and she's wearing matching underwear and bra oh I knew what I was gonna say so there's all these levels and I think if men can understand that we're not angry at everybody but this and it's a totally fair thing to kind of be like we need to change this and we need to we need to all learn to communicate all learn to talk but the fact that men can also be like oh well I I think you should shave your vagina or like and I'm sure 
if it's we're talking about it done in a nasty way or in like a shaming way mm. but there's no stare there's no equivalent for for men women have to be like held to this standard of like body hair and how we look and I know they don't even know that down to the level of the eyebrows paying for period shit paying for yeah. birth control and yeah. it's like they a lot of them they don't they're not holding themselves to the same standard you know they're not a little bit like you were talking about dirty dicks a while ago and I was like on the podcast and I was like yeah it's it's just it's so preposterous and those are the same guys it's the guys that don't even think of like you know they don't even think of washing their dick that that would come to you and be like oh no I don't actually yeah no I left the date because she was a bit fat or something like that like are you joking are you joking guy who says that is usually bigger than the girl as well I've had not that not that there's anything wrong with being fat by the way it's just like there like there literally isn't but it's just that the it's it's, it is these men like not holding themselves to the same standards at all and also I do like I think it's important to say like the the it's the men when when it comes to these kind of conversations right as in like conversations about like uh, oh yeah she didn't shave her pussy or whatever like those kind of things we aren't the one that men are saying that to men are saying that to their male friends mm. and if you're a male friend that would never say that and knows why, why it's bad and knows that it's that attitude that leads to like the rape culture and so on like you know rape the rape culture triangle the racism triangle there's like it's all it's you know rape and murder at the top of the triangle um, but it starts with rape jokes down the bottom and then it leads all the way up to in stages. And so if you stand, if you're the kind of guy that's like, oh, my God, that's a horrible thing to say. But you don't say it out loud and you don't hold your your bros accountable. And then in the end, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so surprised that my, that my friend who has talked about women, nothing but derogatorily for years and years for the entire time that I've known him. Because to be honest, right. I think I know who did that horrible thing to you. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. It's disgusting. Um, and and I had been talking about him in the scene for a good long time, telling his male bros, like, yo, you're do- you've got a rapist on your hands there. And uh, yeah, uh, it's not it's not cool. And then later on, they're like, what? Uh, like they're they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Yeah, you did. And they just I, I told you. They just gaslight you too as well. Not necessarily the friends, but the the guy the guy who who you, you know who does who does these things kind of gaslights a lot of like oh women be saying this, women be doing this. And I know I even feel a part of the problem in that situation because so for me that was uh like seven years ago, but also as a baby. The sad thing is the sad thing is is that like I when I say I think I know I'm like I of course don't mean to make you uncomfortable put you put you on the spot. I am saying it because I think that I like, I think that this is someone that I've said it about, but the sad thing is that I could be wrong and it could be somebody else entirely. Uh, like, you know, and that I'm like, Oh, there's, there's another person that's known for stealthing. And then later came out as, you know, it turned out that he was real bad. Anyway, whatever. Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> and like, it was, it was like, you know, where you feel like you, you realize years later when you learn about feminism and internalized misogyny, and so for me, he had made so many anti-women jokes to me. So why at the time when I didn't correct him, I didn't say anything. And now I'm a different person and I know to kind of use my, and like, that's a big thing I learned in therapy was like, use your voice when you think something's like, you don't agree with it and you think it's wrong. Um, and even afterwards, like, cause when he laughed about it, I was just like, oh, I, I was in my head. I went, oh, well, it must be okay. And oh, then even oh. as he continued to tell jokes about 
women and like he'd be busting with me be like these bitches be crazy and I'm like we didn't say it like that because you know that's not his accent but yeah <laughs> um he might as well have said like that sort of I won't get into everything but at the time because I was only like 24 and I just kind of I was just like oh yeah. yeah but I was in that whole thing of like oh that you know like he he's a he's an advocate for like women lying and stuff like that and because I'd heard him talk about that so much I was like I don't even want to get involved I don't want to any of this drama so I just like slowly yeah. distant myself now if I could go back in time but I and I was only started comedy six months so if I go back in time I'd love to have the balls to have said like that's not okay that's not also then go find out that he owes me money for all those fucking tests and HGV and shit like that I don't you know um yeah and, and, and then you feel guilty when you hear other stories because you're like, no. oh. yeah. And you see, it's always the shame is on the woman. Like you can't oh, do woman. really by doing wrong. You can't do right by being bare, but uh, by having a bare pussy. You can't. I don't even love the word pussy, but sometimes I do. Um, you know, but like you know, you can't do right by doing by doing wrong. You can't. You can't. It's like the Madonna whore thing. Like the onus is always on the women to do oh like oh sorry okay you were raped so what were you wearing oh oh you were raped why didn't you report oh you were raped why didn't you report and then if you do report then you're not believed by the exact same people that told you to report it's insane it's like this just never-ending circle of misogyny and not believing and so that's another thing is that like it's not just the violence that happens to us in the first place uh, making us think like oh we're ashamed and we don't want to admit that we even had sex or that we didn't or you know like you know we kind of internalized that way but it's also the knowledge that we won't uh, like fundamentally we're always going to be taken down by our peers by the media other women their their male co- co- like cohorts etc it's always going to be like up for question whether we are a trustable mm-hmm. source of information so yeah it is it's a very and like actually to come back to kink that's part of what I love about like these it's part of what I love about your podcast and open conversations about sex in general and kink is that like the it's it's all about the consent and the boundaries and stuff because I love the way that you talk about Leland and like it's very clear that he's completely cool with you talking about whatever he's into um and and like that you'll talk about what you're into and so on and it takes away that kind of like Mm, feeling the spookiness around it you know it's very much yeah, a, an open like, thing I'd, like I'd get as long as as long as you ask me to do it and or or I've been asked do I want to do it or whatever then let's try it why not you know but like yeah consent so key and communication I think that's a really good point because I guess with cons- like with a kink it's like you know it's like kinky you know I, I don't even know how to explain explain it other than that just sounds fun and like yeah. bold and different but the the main thing and anyone I've talked to about like any of my friends it's like yeah consent you ask you say what you want you have your like safe word and it's funny because for us we're like oh that's so um kink is so wild and bold but actually it's uh, consent is the first thing whereas actually with a lot of non-kink sex consent can be quite a, 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 at the at the question where it's like yeah they end up doing things that you didn't really ask because it's in the spur of the moment and you didn't double check if they're into that and then the person is quite like like and it all happens so fast so actually in a kink world where you're going okay I like anal plugs I like a finger in the bum I like uh being choked I like all of this and actually a lot of that stuff happens in non-kink sex where the person didn't agree to it before 100% and that that's where you get into like dangerous territory where it is it ends up being 
a sexual assault or whatever I've actually I've had I have had again I'm like making myself out to be or not I'm not making myself out to be I am it, like I'm, I'm realizing more and more when around these conversations that like I am just very either lucky or or millet like I mean I don't know where I get the uh the audacity that it was gifted to me I suppose um but like there's I've had many conversations with men where literally I've told them like men that I would for all intents and purposes count as like nice guys good guys you know um where they've I you know they've tried to initiate sex and I've said no and then they tried to initiate it again and I'm like no and then they initiated they tried to initiate it a third time I'm like did I them stutter and I've actually told them look you're lucky that I'm such a loud bitch and that I'm so like that I'm so able to that I'm like that I'm brave enough and open enough to say to say no a third time and to tell you like to tell you off because if I wasn't and I was the kind of woman not that I'm shaming this kind of woman this is the world that the world breeds this kind of woman the amenable the the one that's polite the one that says yes the one that doesn't argue you know if I was that kind of woman you would have been a sexual assailant today and you wouldn't have known that you wouldn't have I'm even sure I was I was that woman and I, I I remember having a joke about it online and people were not happy with it but yeah. um a big part of Irish culture is go on go on go on and a big part yeah. of my like flirtation was no 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 and then I'd feel less guilty if they kind of like pressured me into it and it wasn't until coming over here I was like fuck me I didn't even realize I was in the circle of perpetuating this kind of like and I was just talking to a friend back home about it and they just said the same thing like they've moved to a different country but how they didn't even realize this kind of like no 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 oh okay um that we've all in fairness Katie that's not the first time that you said it right and the thing is is that like I'm like okay yeah definitely there is that thing in Irish culture because that's very like mammy-ish very like oh I'll just sit here in the dark and you do whatever I do whatever you want you know like but I, I do think that like, you know, media, pop culture and um, rom-coms and stuff like that is full of a lot of that kind of like, yeah. oh, she did. She didn't want it, but I made her want it like or whatever. You know, there is a lot of that in American culture as well. I don't want it to all be like, oh, America's better. I mean, <laughs> at the moment, you're actually very poorly placed in compared in comparison I know. To <laughs> I need to go back to Ireland for my abortions I know exactly. even though if I have a baby I mean if I got pregnant now I'd just be like Bleh. I don't that, know actually, you know, actually what? No, I don't that's know such a, that's such a great joke I'd have to go to Ireland for my abortion like you know if, if you know the context of, of the joke that's absolutely hilarious I love I that oh my God, that's it's, so funny. it's insane but I mean, you know, sorry you know, it's grim but it's <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but it's true. And you know, and you are um you are right. There is a lot of that. And I think about a, a lot of the men that I've dated via Irish or um American, um, or even a different nationality that I can na- think off the top of my head, a lot of them actually kind of bullied me into dating them, but but it was just because I wasn't really sure and I kind of like you wanted to get to know them and they were like, Go on, go on. Oh, I'm coming, I'm co- I'm gonna meet you at the show, or I'm gonna I'm coming over to your job. And I kind of yeah when I look back a lot of those guys like didn't take no for an answer and I kind of ended up in a relationship because I was worn down and I remember my dad saying that to me like a couple of times I was like and he was like yeah the the type of guy you're going for and it's like a personality trait where they wear you down to get what you want because it's easier than just to like to shut them up you just kind of do what they want and I was like oh my god and I yeah it's such a nightmare like but like but it is that 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 particular one where like is sad because now now not that I'm saying like oh the the most innocent of men like if they were if they were 
trying to coax me like you know no means no and yeah okay maybe then in a few minutes if you're like are you sure and then there and then the woman is like ah, actually do you know what go on love it into me there like that's not the same as being coaxed you know but like coaxing is not consent you know if you get sex because you just wouldn't let her say like even if you even if you did take no for an answer the first time and then the second time and then the third time and then the fourth time and then the fifth time then that's the sixth time it's not you not taking or it's not you taking yes for for the opposite of no it's you having worn them down to that point but it is kind of sad that like I've had to tell men like you have me to thank for the fact that you're not a rapist today yeah congratulations like even as you're saying that I may I'm thinking back to things where guys would like push like kiss you and grab you and you're like oh I don't and then but before you're even able to say no they're just like all over you and it's kind of happened so fast that you're like okay I'll go with it and I'd say that's like and that's and then the other thing too with the like um, just because something was was going down recently and, and a person said um, they made such a great point because you're always ha- trying to defend yourself when it comes to like sexual assault and the, the other person was like it doesn't even matter like the details when you're too drunk you're not mm-hmm. able to consent and oh, then so and the guy's argument is usually well I was drunk too and my my argument to that is usually when women are too drunk they're like falling all over the place they're falling asleep like you can tell if you're too drunk, you're falling asleep. You're falling over this place. You don't have the aim to put like, and one of the other girls said this, she was like, they don't have the aim. They shouldn't have, A, they shouldn't be able to get it up or B, they shouldn't, if you're too drunk, you shouldn't be able to have the aim to put a penis in a vagina. And so like, you know, you're having sex with a girl who's falling asleep or you're having sex with a girl who's too drunk and that's you're able because, Yeah, that's yeah. I, like even even if we take physicality out of it, that's again, that's not I do think that that's a product of society, not necessarily like the reason that a woman's first thought when she's too drunk isn't I'm going to like it's uh, a lot of women's first thoughts when they get really, really drunk is I want to have sex. Hello, guilty as charged. Like, you know, but I mean. It's not, I want to have sex, even if the person is inebriated to, uh, to the point of not being able to say yes or no to it. Yeah, there's like, no story of a girl getting on a man and trying to pump, put a pump to his penis and sitting on top of it and riding him while yeah. he's asleep. And then again, I don't want men like that are listening to think that like we're not going to believe them if they are sexually assaulted. Of course, men yeah. are sexually assaulted. By, by the way, mainly men are sexually assaulted by other men. But um, but I digress. <laughs> and and there was a story. I remember hearing a story. So and I mean, like I say that because that's that's a it's much more easy. It is more easy to assault a woman drunk than a woman to a, like unless unless she was like I don't know. Some guy's gonna write in some story where it's like I was tied up to a chair or whatever. Of course, but so, still, yeah, of course, of course, things yeah. happen. But statistically, like that's that is you know the the main thing. But like when it comes to even alcohol like I've been in situations where I'm really 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 drunk and technically I I I my consent shouldn't have been taken as consent but I know the next day that the man would have known at the time that if I wasn't like and I'm sorry that's I'm, I'm getting down a dangerous road here like it's usually it's an evenness of drunkenness you know there it's like it's like I've never if you're more sober to the point and they're drunk and you don't know them or you or you do know them and you know that like if they were be, to be having sex with somebody else you wouldn't count it as consent then maybe exactly it's just an extra, an extra thing at the end of the day I have like I mean there's so many like I don't know one woman that hasn't been sexually assaulted 
and it's not one guy going around doing the raping guys okay i'm sorry to say it's not one man so you need to talk to your bros like you need to talk to your bros it's not always it's it's actually pretty much never being dragged down a lane raped and murdered it's it's that's statistically very very low it's it's always like someone you know when you're locked when you're at a party it's always someone you know that you're in a relationship with you know that kind of thing and as well the interesting thing is like people go oh well what am i supposed to do like you know, I like the throes of the moment. Of course, you like the throes of the moment. Develop a little bit of a backstory, a little bit of exposition yeah. for the throes of the moment. Yeah, get know? a few text messages going. Get a few, get a rapport. The yeah, you can't just throws the moment with someone you barely know who's drunk in a corner. Yeah, the throws of the moment is sexy in Bridgerton. Do you know what I mean? Like the throws of the moment. And even then, they're not drunk. You see in Bridgerton, they're like, they've also built a rapport because they've been doing eye fucking for about two, exactly. for about seven episodes. Exactly. And they've done like I a little dirty that. letter. Yeah, Ooh, yes, exactly. Like, I mean, it, uh, uh, and to me, honestly, it's actually really sexy when a man like goes like, "Can I do this?" Or, or uh, sorry, I, like I know the way. Like I, like I said, I'm, I am bi. I do have sex with women as well. It's just that I don't have to talk about them in these in the consensual contexts because they're not rapists. I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. But like um the uh, like I love when someone that I'm fucking or that I'm kissing is like can I do this it's so it's like oh my god like you can see their eyes load up and they be like can I can I like can I yeah it's super sexy you know and there or, was or, or will you or could you put it in my phone or whatever like or could you like do you mind or even like I mean spanking I guess is one where it's like a little bit of light spanking is okay without asking in my this is in my opinion not everyone's the same so you should probably if you're in doubt ask but for instance like a bit of a slap across the face wouldn't be something that I think that you can just do out of nowhere but there was like recently that I was fucking a man and I was like here can I slap you across the face and he was like yeah go on no I like I'm not trying to beat anybody up I'm just like it's in the same way that they like spanking me I like just like little like oof, bold right and so I did it and then I was like if you want you can give me like a like and he's been spanking me all throughout and I was like if you want you can give me a little like slap on the face back if you want and he stopped because he was upset at the idea of hitting a woman <laughs> which is I mean that's really nice but I, I love that and as well as that I like I mean my my best my favorite way to like initiate a kiss or the throes of the moment if you will is like if I'm sitting there and I'm like the sexual tension is high and I really want to kiss them or I want them to kiss me and I can't wait any longer then that that to me is the throws a moment when I go can I kiss you like you know yeah. or like or, or are you gonna kiss me or whatever like that's the throws of the moment too you know like you can have verbal throws of the moment I agree just- with you because a hot throw of the moment would be let's say if you're kissing and it's like you're at not you're at a house party you're both drunk you're kissing everybody's gone to bed and they're they're on top of you kissing and then they go you know like do you want to have sex or can I, can I put a fi- like can can I like or you know can I go down here what well, I'm not doing a great job I just realized or, I just didn't do even, this but you know when they ask it's really sexy exactly or even if when they stop and they go like yeah, you want this right or is yeah, this or are you sure yeah yeah stuff like that it's like oh I've never been more sure yeah like, or especially when they say do you want this I'm like yeah I want it yes uh, yeah yeah play on me like you know what I mean yeah. I just I, I think that people, the, pe- the people that are like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Ask consent at every level. It's like, you're bad in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, leave, 
Leland has, you know, when we when we first date, he was like, "Can I kiss you?" And I thought that was really sweet. And then, um, with everything, everything, anything, every, everything sexual we have done, he has asked or he has outlaid before. Like, hey, I don't know if you're into this, but like, I'm actually into this. So if you ever want to consider it, so everything that, and at the time, I was like, eh, no, thank you, sir. But then, like a month later, I, I'm like, you know what? Let's try that bomb stuff or whatever totally and as well as that like it's a moment to process it yeah and I can understand why people are like oh that seems like it'll be like real scheduled or whatever but yeah when it comes to these kind of things where there's a danger of unleashing unearthing some kind of trauma or there's a danger of especially with women sorry that we're all this focus is such like a heteronormative fucking men and women sex but you know there is a lot of trauma that comes with like re- there's a person that like I do I, I fuck I fuck him every now and then and like he's very understanding of the fact that sometimes it's not about like you haven't done anything wrong it's just that whatever you did reminded me of a time that something wrong was done to me and so I just needed a minute and now I'm back you know and that's yeah. fine as well you can take like a little breather and like understand each other and then it's so much sexier than when you get going again because you feel so nurtured and that is another thing that again coming back to kink that's something that so it's about the consent being because some people are you know they're into being like denigrated like humiliated and stuff that is in in real life would be really really horrible it's very appealing to some people and so in order to have something like that obviously if you want to engage in that with somebody then, then that means that either you get something out of the humiliating part or you lo- you like them enough that you want to give them what they want. And so in order to do that, truly, you really should be having a conversation to be like, okay, so what way is it that you like it? Like, I mean, this, that, and the other. Like, I love to be spanked and my hair pulled, but I hate being choked. And so like, I tell people that, but I shouldn't have to. I mean, I, sh- I like if you choke me without asking, then I'll stop you and be like, no, 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 like don't do that. And also, by the way, never do that again with it, without asking. It's very, very simple. But that's to the that can be applied in any kind of you know like bigger, more, more um hardcore, I suppose you would call it scenario. Uh, if really if you're engaging in kink, um, it, and engaging in like especially if you know if it's like with with sexual activity, then it's very much because you want to find something in yourself and explore and you want the other person to find something in themselves and explore and so in order to find that you need to verbally explore it like if you're not actually talking and having a little like you know okay here's what I'd like here's what I wouldn't like or or during or afterwards like oh yeah that was nice but next time I'd love if you could a little bit more or a little bit less or whatever then you're not actually in pursuit of any pleasure of any kind so like what what's the point really but there are there is the aftercare as well like that nurturing thing it's about like nurturing yourself and having self-respect and like so therefore wanting to pursue whatever makes you happy and feel sexy but also a respect for your partner like and uh, that kind of like aftercare is huge in kink apparently it's like this big thing where you know if you have a sub and a dom relationship um i've especially heard about it in like rope like shibari like rope and bondage kind of circles where the tying is you know the tying isn't about sex it's like no like you know the 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 male tire doesn't even like get it up or anything or have a wank or anything like that it's but it is about humiliation objectification and that and the woman is completely relinquishing herself and to the point where she feels safe doing that and that's why 
it's nice for her to do it and kind of like have that kind of like exorcism, I suppose. But then afterwards, it's all about love and cuddling and holding and like, you know, bringing the love back into the room and making everybody feel like I don't actually think you're an object. That was just a bit of fun that we were engaging in, you know, so like balancing it back out. Yeah. Totally. Like, I mean, that's just one example of the rope bondage thing, but it, it like uh, consent, consent is not only like sexy and kinky and, and, and necessary for sex and for kink, but it is also like a certain kind of foreplay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely important in, in, in a way that's like, I don't know. I lost my point. I've got ADHD. <laughs> I also think what you're like a great thing that you're highlighting just when we're talking about all this is like made me think that we can put a, you can put a penis or I could put a penis in my vagina or someone can put it or someone who has a penis can put it in a vagina so we can be connected and in this like but still not be able to talk about what we want and what we like and feel so you can feel you can be naked and have the sex but still feel embarrassed to use the words and it's like that's backwards we should yeah, use the words yeah. first like you're so you're doing something that's so close and intimate and yet you're so far apart like you know in your minds um and that's you do find that people like a lot of the reasons that men go to sex workers as in I'm talking of course like you know well no like men any any men like a lot of people but especially in in this world it is mainly men that go to sex workers um but that's okay if you're a woman you go to sex workers then fab you know great do it um but you do hear about men they're like oh I want to I really want to try something but I don't think my wife will go for it and they're scared to have the conversation with their wife either because of because they are under underestimating just how kinky a, a woman can be or they don't want they, they're ashamed of whatever it is that they want and and like they think that it'll change like their wife's opinion of them there are some assholes that are like oh I won't do something with my wife because it would would change my opinion of her which I mean go fuck yourself um literally uh but (laughs) go go fuck yourself then (laughs) do do it yourself um but you know you do get those sad stories of men that are like I'd like this and and then if you were to tell the wife I'm sure that like in most cases I would say even if she's like not really into it she'd probably love you enough to give it a go you know be like I think as well she's probably like oh this would be great to try something different or new but just is the same having the same worries or fears of kind of like afraid that you know like all that inherent shame so what would you say is like the definition of kink oh god okay well I am going to what I'm gonna do is um I'm gonna I'm gonna defer that question to one of the guests that I have on the show <laughs> when when we have the show because no and the reason is is that like I do have an idea of what I think it is and I do think that I'm right about it but I really don't want to I don't want to get it wrong and then have people like taking my word for it when that could do more harm or it could annoy some people that are in the scene and that actually you know whatever um well so- I looked it up and it said a sharp twist or curve in something that is otherwise straight <laughs> <laughs> okay well that means like things like <laughs> well okay so it says here in human sexuality kinkness Kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sex practices, concept, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of bend in one's sexual behavior to contrast such behavior with straight or vanilla vanilla sexual mores and proclivities. Why do all the words have to be so big sometimes? Or weird? <laughs> um, well, I think that that's really interesting because it's like, okay, if you take 
pick that dictionary definition, right? Then it's like, okay, well, what's vanilla sex? That's like people think, picturing like, um, when a man and a woman love each other very much, they have. And when they also love God and they're married, and, you know, like that's, you know, that's the kind of like straight vanilla missionary sex, idea of sex. Unfortunately, a lot of like, and by the way, I love porn. I'm not someone that's like, oh, porn is always toxic and bad. It absolutely isn't. By the way, pay for your porn, just public service announcement. Pay, pay for only, I say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism except for OnlyFans. Pay for OnlyFans, <laughs> pay for your porn. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that if you looked at porn as in like straight people having sex in porn, a lot of the times it's actually quite rough and quite like the woman is not getting anything out of it. I mean, she's screaming as if she is, but like she's like, oh yeah, yeah. But like she's not actually having a good time. Um, and it's all very, very rough and stuff like that. It's like, well, we would definitely, we should be moving away from the from that kind of model of like, you know, straight vanilla sex is like uh, a, a woman is a sex doll and for a man to fuck. Um, and so, if we're if kink is moving away from that, then I'm all for it. Also, <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Like, I don't think kink is. Wait, what did it say? So it said. Uh, from conventional sex practices but like from all of my friends and people I know and obviously I'm in New York I'm like well no if that's the case then um missionary sex is the kink because most of my friends and people I know are into like Ah. loads of different things and loads of you know you meet people here are into all different types of walks of life when it comes to sex then just I think none of them would be just into missionary yeah I mean like that is something that's very much I think maybe we're even coming away from that just naturally as a society because like I mean there is it's that's a very boomer image isn't it like oh yeah she just lays there and thinks of Ireland like you know it's uh she's just like uh, okay I'll be making the tea in five minutes yeah oh my god devastating I mean it's just such a non-fun idea of sex in general um yeah and I think that as well that people do that's I think I that's an interesting thing that I will definitely get into in the show is like um does it need to be really extreme for it to be kink or is it just like you know because I I would say like to me to be honest to me it's like define it as you want as long as everybody's comfy and happy and cons- and everything's consensual then fine I'm not going to be like a puritan about the word kink like oh no she just thinks she's kinky because she likes to be spanked like let her think she's kinky then yeah. like well I'm wearing it's you and you exactly. but but like, I mean, I'm sure that there probably are like levels of kink as in like yeah. hardcore and so on. And you do see that on on field, actually, uh, where you get men that are there because they want a threesome. And so they're like, I'm actually I'm really kinky. And it's like, no, you just want something that's actually quite conventional, but you just want it with more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not the same as being it, it does. You know, sometimes threesomes end up being quite kinky naturally. But um, it's not necessarily that you're into kink because of it. It's, I don't know, it's probably different levels. So I don't want to sound like an authority on it. I want to invite the authorities on it to speak. You'll, you'll so. invite the authorities and, and that sounds like you're having the police over. You'll invite I, the would, authorities I would kink never. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Um, and so that, well, so anybody who wants to know more about kink, they'll be able to go to your show. They'll be able to. But for anybody listening to this who can't go to their show, is there any advice other than getting on field for people who want to explore more kink that you know about that you could like oh. say, is there like groups or, or pages or places? 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, I like, the, so the answers to that are twofold. First of all, of course, yeah, if you can't come to the live show in Dublin, like if you don't live here or whatever, um, that's, I, I understand that you're like, oh, I'd love to go, but... Um, so we're going to be we've, we're recording every show and I will be release, releasing them um, I just I'm still th- the show is a lot of hard work guys so please do support in any way that you can follow the show even if you can't come to it that kind of thing I'd love that um, but the uh, but yeah we're recording it I'm going to have them up on Patreon so you'll be able to get them for like less than what it would cost to go see them live um, so you'll still be able to see it so I would definitely recommend following it and keeping up to date with us on that if you're interested in not just in kink in intersexual feminism in me <laughs> you really like me that kind of thing um, but uh, yeah where would I start if I was it if like without it being kind of like that I'm going to a show specifically about it and then that's it and it's over Um. Oh, that's interesting. I think that like Google, even though it is, it can be very not our friend, is our friend in certain in in a lot of these ways. What I would say is uh, definitely whether it like no matter your gender or your sexuality, I would definitely say to make sure that there's a good few sources. So if you find a really cool page that's like this is what it is, then maybe try and make sure that like it that 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 model of it because you know I'm just worried about people like accidentally stumbling upon like incels and being like this is me being kinky and really it's just a really bad like men's rights group um so yeah I like it, it's it's tough yeah like, with even with like finding the porn that you like you just have to keep on looking until you find something that you like and so and where it doesn't where it doesn't feel like you've assaulted someone just to have looked at it kind of thing um, I would also say Instagram is fucking great for it. It's really good. Instagram pages, Facebook groups, um, kink Twitter, like, like all that kind of stuff. If Tumblr was still around, God damn it. God damn capitalism taking Tumblr away. You know, um, those it's like social media is great for that stuff. There's a lot of sex educators, kink educators and so on. You mentioned Shauna Scott earlier. Now, Shauna wouldn't really be like um, an authority on kink. She, is, she has Sex Chupa, which is an online sex shop. Um, that sells like sex toys and stuff like that but she's extremely open and I mean she is she uh, she's like very very open to discussions of kink and very knowledgeable about kink even if she's not necessarily like uh, you know posting pictures of herself in full clad in leather all the all the time you know what I mean um so yeah I would start probably with that maybe look up like sex educators kink educators Domina Clarity that's going to be one of my guests on the show like I said she's American so if you're in the states and you're looking for somewhere to start that would that sounds like a great place to start to me she's really really cool um yeah go from there and then use i like um suggested follows they're my they're they're a big part of my life yeah like when you go and you follow someone and then it's like oh if you like this person you want to follow this person too and it's like yeah go down the rabbit hole you know and so what what's the name the instagram handle of your show so so yeah so my my personal instagram handle is uh at being blah and so the show handle is at being underscore blah, blah, blah. So okay, it's like, great. So people go follow. Being blah and blah, blah, blah with special guests. So if you follow, I would love people to follow at being underscore blah, blah, blah. That would be fantastic. And like all the news about the show and how to find it online and so on will be there. Also like little clips from past shows will be there and like and clips from this show and so on. Like it's, um, it's very much a, uh, like a work in progress I really do want to build the following we've only had a few shows and it's a monthly show and it's tough 
got a full-time job and this is another full-time job but my a lot of blood sweat and tears going into it so I would love followers from all around because I, I tend to have um, followers from the states anyway so that's why I really it was very important to me in the show model to have a video yeah so maybe you'd see it yeah no absolutely that's great so people do that when is the show again uh 31st of july in shinne on the keys on dublin's keys um at 8 p.m you can get tickets on eventbrite and there's a link tree with all links to like we raise money for charity and stuff as well at the shows so like links to all the information about the charities that we've done in the past and so on are all there um so yeah instagram or twitter are a good place to well instagram would be the best place to start and then uh um but yeah and then come to the show tickets on eventbrite amazing okay and then just for the shift listeners well firstly thank you so much for coming on and giving us so much of your time and uh, this episode was not up early on the patreon because um we just didn't ha- we just didn't have a chance to really get to do it before so usually i put things up a week early just for the patreon but the patreon listeners are so nice they, they won't mind um if you want to see the video the video will be up on patreon at some point i will be putting them up on youtube yeah yeah listeners if you could come over to the patreon that'd be great i'll be doing a solo episode soon and um i'm also just really bad at p- promoting the patreon just because i, I kind of forget about it and i kind of just then i also just put up so much personal stuff on it that i'm kind of like i don't know if i want everybody over here you know so i need to like I need to like rebrand it, which I will at some point. But for now, it's all these like, like all the people who are on the Patreon have been like diehard since F1 and like with my comedy and stuff. So like I already told them, I was like, if I ever make it, you'll all get like not not like first seat tickets to my show because they'll have already seen my comedy so much but like first seat I'll get them first seat tickets to someone like they like you know <laughs> like other than me myself. I love that thanks all, again all the listeners if you can go rate review that'd be amazing love you all bye bye thank you Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 